Welcome to another special summer bonus edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. Thank you so much for finding the program as we promote and celebrate all the great things local student-athletes are doing in the region. Today, going to talk a little high school football as teams have contact days scheduled already this year. Some have taken part already and others are scheduled for the next week or so, but we're going to check in with Beaver Dam High School football coach Brock Lindy as his team had their contact days last week. We'll talk about what they did in this COVID world to get some work done, but also abide by local guidelines and such. And also going to talk with Marshall High School football coach and athletic director Matt Klein Heinz talking about Marshall's uh, contact days, which are this week, and also him being the athletic director, how he is navigating through these COVID times, trying to figure out if they're going to have a fall sports season in general, and also maybe break down a little bit the Eastern Suburban Conference that they're going to be joining if the football season does go off as planned. Marshall's the only school that's in Dane County, so they may be practicing and participating with a separate set of rules and the rest of the league with Dane County tightening up their health regulations over the last couple of weeks. So we'll talk with Coach Lindy. We'll talk with Coach, with Coach Kleinheinz. Should be a good program for you today. We always need to thank Bruce Kaufman from Flyway Carpet Cleaning for helping make this show possible. Need your carpets cleaned? Check out Bruce at flywaycarpetcleaning.com. He was over at my house this past week cleaning out the dryer vents. My clothes weren't getting dry, and Bruce took care of that, uh, had his machine in there, and cleaned it out. Now it's uh, working good as new. Again, Bruce is at flywaycarpetcleaning.com. If you never want to miss an episode of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, the best way to do that is subscribe at your favorite podcasting site, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. It's all there. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. You'll be notified as soon as a new program drops. Also, like us on Facebook. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report or follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Beaver Dam High School football coach Brock Lindy, he's coming up next talking about contact days on the pod. Thanks for listening to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. It's our goal on the program to promote the youth of our area and the great things they do in a positive manner. One company that shares the same vision is Bruce and the staff at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. They proudly service customers all across South Central Wisconsin, including the Beaver Dam, Burnett, Columbus, Fox Lake, Randolph, Wapan, Fond du Lac, Horicon, Juneau, Mayville, Houstisford, Fall River, Clyman, Lowell, and Reeseville areas. I can tell you this, when I moved to Beaver Dam and I asked around as to who I should contact to clean my carpets, the consensus was Flyway Carpet Cleaning, and Bruce didn't disappoint. Flyway Carpet Cleaning provides residential and commercial cleaning services. Whether you need a small stain removed or your entire home or office cleaned, they have the experience and the tools to complete the job on time and on budget, all with the personal attention that you deserve. They service homes and apartments of all sizes. Whether you need a spill cleaned or hosting an event or want your floors to sparkle, you may have pet odors and stains, or just want your floors to be fresh and clean, they have you covered. When it's time to get the carpets cleaned in your office or home, I strongly recommend Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Give Bruce a call at 920-885-6188. That's 920-885-6188. Or check out flywaycarpetcleaning.com. Flyway Carpet Cleaning, they don't cut corners, they clean them. And if you see Bruce around town from Flyway Carpet Cleaning, thank him for being a part of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.
Let's bring in Beaver Dam High School football coach Brock Lindy right now, whose squad on Thursday night ramped up their summer contact days, obviously in a unique situation this year with social distancing and uh, trying to keep everybody safe and healthy. Coach Lindy, uh, thanks for giving us some time. Before we talk about contact days, just how's it been for you the last couple of months in general, trying to get ready for what we hope is a 2020 football season? Yeah, it's been a, been a chaotic time to say the least. Um, a lot of planning, a lot of uh, changing of plans once those plans get put into place. And, uh, you know, still just kind of playing the waiting game on things, but we're really excited to get going. I think camp uh, energized our program, energized a lot of the kids and, and the parents and kind of the fan base. We're starting to, you know, promote BD football a lot more now that it's up and coming. So, um, you know, we're just ready to get going. You know, one of the things, uh, talking to football coaches over the years, I think of any coach of any sport at the high school level, uh, football coaches love structure and kind of schedules more than anything. And that even transcends up into the college and the professional levels where coaches always like to be on schedule, whether it's, you know, you have your outline for, for training camp type things or you, you do always do this on this day, this on that day. So it's got to be interesting for football coaches this summer when things change from day to day. Yeah, I mean, all that planning's out of necessity because you're just, you're dealing with so many more kids in football than really any other program. Um, you know, and, and parents want to be informed so they can plan, you know, when football starts in August, so we're not quite in school. So figuring out schedules, uh, work schedules for our kids, work schedules for parents. I mean, there, there's, there's gotta be a lot of planning and preparation into it, uh, just simply because of the numbers that you're dealing with. Uh, you know, and unfortunately this year, I, I can't give the parents what I want to be able to give them, uh, which is a very detailed plan, you know, months in advance, because because uh, we're just dealing with with so many uncertainties right now. So I've been really appreciative of of all the players and the parents, uh, you know, for checking their emails and checking our social media outlets and just making sure they're up to date on uh, on what's going on. Because like I tell them, we're you know we we're not holding secrets from them. As soon as we know what's going on, we're letting them know. But we're we're not able to provide information as as up to date as um, you know or as uh, as out ahead of schedule as we'd like to this year. Well, Coach, uh, you said there's a lot of uncertainty going in, but but after you got through these days of contact with your team, just uh, from your perspective, how do you think it went? I mean, I had a blast. I think the kids had a really good time. Um, it was just really good to see them out uh, interacting, smiling, having fun. Uh, you know, I've never seen so many kids really energetic about about physical exertion, <laughs> you know, like doing hills and and agility bag drills and, and some of these things that I think have gotten the perception of, uh, of these grinding, you know, really arduous football drills, uh, were, were really approached with enthusiasm from our kids for the first time in a while. And, um, you know, and I think we're just trying to trying to energize our kids to get excited about being back out, doing some physical activity and, and getting around their friends a little bit. Um, you know, knowing that they have a coaching staff who, who respects them, have their, have, has their best interest in mind and, and really wants these kids to maximize their potential on and off the field. So, uh, you know, I think, I think things went really well. I, um, unfortunately we got, we got washed out on Wednesday, um, you know, but I think the three days that we had were, were really good and served our purpose of, of getting kids, you know, kind of physically acclimated to what, what's going to happen in the season. You know, coach, one of the things I noticed, I was out there on Thursday night watching just a lot of teaching with you and your coaching staff. And it seemed like the kids were, were you could you could see that they were energized to kind of be involved in something because, you know, eyes were on you or on whether it was you or coach Ziegler or coach somebody else that was giving instructions. Uh, they looked like they were energized and ready to learn and, uh, and ready to, you know, kind of push BD football forward. 
Yeah, I think in, in a camp setting like this year, uh, you know, some of the priority was on just establishing some some new of our some more of our uh, new cultural expectations. And, uh, you know, we're going to stress, you know, the discipline component and, and we're going to stress staying competitive. Um, you know, I never want to put too much pressure on on winning, uh, but I want to put pressure on the things that we can control that can allow us to get uh, to that to that winning mentality. And, uh, and I think our kids, you know, they're, they're understanding just what it's going to take. And I told them last night, you know, success has no, has no price tag. You know, if, if success costed, cost $10, or if it costs a 300 pound bench press, uh, you know, we could really work towards those measurable things, but, um, it's, it's an uncertainty that's going to lead you to success on and off the field. And, and I, I was really, I was really pleased with just kind of how they're approaching some of these, uh, these these new you know cultural components that we're bringing in and and the discipline component is huge for us um, you know as I think we can we can win games and stay competitive uh, if we prevent some of those the, those mental mistakes and some of those those uh, those mental uh, checks when you have some setbacks in the game so yeah I think our kids are locked in right now and we're going to get a chance here uh, next week to open up our high school weight room for some small cohorts uh, you know of ten or less. And so we had a, a great sign up response for the kids who want to get back in the weight room and, and really start pushing forward in these next couple of weeks before the season kicks off. I don't think I've ever seen hand sanitizer at a football practice before, but it was prevalent out there uh, this week. And kids did it. I think kids did a pretty nice job. But when I was out there, uh, uh, you know, socially distancing and understanding what needs to be done to to have the privilege of playing football this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really tough. You know, they're, they're kids and, and outside of controlled activities, you know, school sponsored activities, you, you don't quite know what they're doing and, and if they're masking up, if they're socially distancing. Um, so I think once we have them, you know, then then we get to control them and we get to kind of spread the message that that we that, you know, we're being told by by, you know, all governing authorities. And that's socially distance, hand sanitize, you know, mask up our kids as they entered camp. We had a representative from, from Beaverdam Community Hospital and, and Marshfield Clinic. And, and Tyler did an amazing job of temp checking every kid when they came in, um, hand sanitizing. They all wore masks when they came in, you know, and then as they came in, they, they had all their equipment um, in backpacks, water bottles in backpacks, and, and that traveled with them everywhere they went. So there was no risk of someone picking up a water bottle that, that might not be theirs. Uh, I mean, I think we really did take, uh, you know, the appropriate precautions for camp. And and then and just talking with Tyler, who who I gave total permission during camp, uh, during drills, if if he saw something that, you know, they, they weren't supportive of at the hospital to just jump in and, and interrupt our drill and, and, and move kids around or say something to the coaches who are operating the drills. And, and he said we were very compliant. And, um, you know, I'm just really pleased with with how it went, considering the circumstance. Uh, you know, obviously we didn't get a chance to do any 11 on 11. Normally that camp would be helmets and shoulder pads. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we had to adjust to it, but, you know, we still got some good mental preparation for our offense and defense install. And then, and then we still got a chance to just do a bunch of circuit based, you know, prehabbing of injury prevention. So, you know, I think overall it was, it was about as, about as good as it could have gone. Coach, as a staff and also as, as, as players and such, Obviously, you want you want everything to go off when it's supposed to, but is it hard to kind of focus? And, and how hard is it from your perspective trying to get ready for a season? You know, when you know things may change day to day, and you don't really there's not really a, a timetable or a plan from people around the state of you know when they decide to say, hey, yeah, we can go as normal. Uh, you know, we're going to have to push the season back. I know there's even a plan out there saying that we're going to that people want to move it to the the fall sports to the spring. I mean, how do you work day to day? Yeah, I mean, to me, the most frustrating thing in life is doing things twice. 
uh, when you're trying to get something done. I just, I can't stand wasting time uh, on things. So when, when I personally do something, I just want to make sure it's done right the first time. And, uh, and so what's going on right now is kind of fighting a little of my personal philosophy because, you know, I have to put together the plan for an August 3rd parent meeting, um, you know, and then I have to put together a plan for what happens if we get bumped back two weeks. And then I have to put together a plan of, of what happens if we get bumped back to the spring. So, you know, I, we've been on some, on some regional chats with other head coaches and we had a middle school Alliance meeting uh, a couple days ago. And I think we're, you know, we're kind of just looking for an answer. Um, whatever it is, I think a lot of people would support kind of whatever that answer is. You know, I know our district is committed, um, you know, and, and Dodge County is a little bit different than, than Dane County, for example. And so, um, you know, we're committed to get going August 3rd, unless we hear otherwise from, uh, you know, from the state. So, I mean, that's the biggest part is just trying to put together a number of plans that, uh, that are going to work and then not to get too far out ahead of things, because, you know, I've been there already this off season where you put out an email to parents and, and then two days later, I get an email from somebody else. And then I've got to email the parents right back and, and kind of uh, rescind the original email that I sent out. So yeah, that's, that's frustrating, but we're working through it. And I, like I said, I'm really, um, you know, really pleased with, with our, our student response, student athlete response and parent response to the things that, that are being communicated. Coach, we talked about a month ago and I asked you what numbers and you said, uh, you know, you get, you, you didn't have an exact number then, but how was, how are numbers for camp? Where do you think you're going to be at for, uh, for Beaverdale football this year? Yeah, we had between uh, somewhere around 85 to 90 kids at camp uh, grades nine through 12. Um, you know, so I think we talked, uh, original kind of signups. I mean, we never got a sign up meeting and that's the tough part in the spring is just not knowing. So, you know, we have a list of who's played in the past. Uh, we've had some, some members of the program move to different communities. We had some members of the program on vacation. We had some members of the program, you know, uh, express, uh, you know, issues with, with work scheduling or, or just not feeling comfortable given, uh, given the COVID circumstances. So, you know, to operate a camp uh, and we split the sophomores and the freshmen up in a kind of a separate two hour segment. Uh, so they were about, they were about 40 strong, a little over uh, for both uh, for all three days of camp and same with the varsity, the juniors and the seniors, they were at a separate two hour segment. So, you know, I, I think we'll still, we'll still hover around that a hundred, 110 number, um, you know, but it's tough. It's tough to say. And, and I totally respect anyone's decision who, you know, in this year, uh, is going to choose to opt out for whatever reason. But, you know, I, I think we all understand the benefits of extracurricular participation. Uh, it doesn't have to be football, but but I want our students engaged in something a little bit more than, you know, than just themselves and extracurricular activities, marching band, choir, uh, theater, whatever it is. You know, we got to get our kids doing things and and uh, and supporting their overall development. So, you know, I'm I'm pleased with the numbers, obviously, and and, uh, and more importantly than the, just, just the numbers themselves is, is the quality of the kid that we're bringing into our program. And, and I really like our kids, and, and I think they're going to do a great job on and off the field. Coach, you're moving to the Badger Large here. They kind of reshifted the Badger Conference uh, this year with the realignment for football across the state. Just uh, your thoughts on the Badger Large Conference So when we, when we get going. Well, I'm excited and, uh, and a little apprehensive. I mean, we've been floating to some different conferences here in the last couple of years, and um, you know, I think that that presents a bunch of challenges. Obviously, when you're in the little 10, uh, you know, and, and the head coaches in the little 10, we're pretty steady. So you get used to playing the same teams with the same schemes and and uh, and you can just kind of wrap your head around just the overall game prep for those uh, for those opponents. You know, then we went into the Badger uh, North, 
and uh, and and made a really good first impression our first year there and, and qualified for playoffs uh, for the first time in a while. And uh, and I think that you know that gave uh, that gave us a lot of challenges. I mean, to the Badger North, they had to prepare for one new opponent, and that was it. And we had to prepare for seven new opponents, uh, you know, on that schedule. So, you know, just as we were starting to get used to what some of our new opponents were doing, you know, having played the same teams for three years, now we go back to, you know, the the same situation. We're going to be in a in kind of a fresh look conference with some new teams, uh, some new coaches, some new new schemes. Um, you know, we'll just, we'll just adjust. That's, that's what we have to do. We, we've got to be flexible in this game. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always welcoming of the most quality opponents that we can play. Um, you know, we schedule tough. We open with Menasha. You know, obviously we have DeForest, we have Wanakee. Um, you know, those, those teams, they're no joke. Those teams are legit. And, uh, and, and we, that's the team we want to play. Um, you know, I, I think football, uh, doesn't have as much parity as, as the other sports, you know, basketball, you put five out on the court. And, and I think a lot of schools can find five good basketball players to be competitive with any team. And football is just the numbers game. So, you know, when you play up against Wanakee and their, and their varsity program of 80 kids, you know, and their, uh, and the skill set that those kids have, um, you know, that's a litmus test for us. So we're going to embrace those challenges and, and, um, you know, and, and we know the Janesville schools are bigger than us, but we're not, not going to use that as an excuse. That'll be a fresh opportunity to see, you know, a different part of the different part of the state in terms of how they do football and, and kind of their different schemes. I'm just excited to, to get going. And, you know, we rekindle a, a rivalry with Watertown, which is awesome. And we uh, we played Oregon really tough last year, you know, on the road. So to get them for homecoming, I'm really excited about. Um, I think the conference is going to be really competitive from top to bottom. Uh, certainly with, with some teams that in the real elite level sitting there at the top. But I think, you know, after some of those teams, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an open shot. Any, any week you play some of those teams, you got a chance and we just got to be prepared and, and uh, you know, outwork our opponents. Well, coach, uh, people want to support Beaver Dam football. There's a couple of opportunities to do that in the near future, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, I've been getting calls and emails basically all summer about our, our uh, coupon booklets that we've been doing for a number of years. Uh, you know, it was really tough times to go after local businesses for donations during the during the pandemic and the shutdown. So uh, so we kind of pushed back the coupon booklet uh, to the beginning of August. So uh, when we have our parent meeting on August 3rd, players will be receiving their coupon booklets. So uh, reach out to Beaverdam football or a Beaverdam football player. If you're interested in purchasing one of those uh, those community coupon booklets for twenty five dollars um, and then Sunday, August 9th. Uh, we have our, our annual flat tail golf outing. It'll be our 17th annual flat tail golf outing that, that benefits all four components of Beaver Dam football, youth, middle school, high school, and our alumni. Um, we've, we've given out over $18,000 in scholarship money to former football players, uh, you know, based on the, based on the fundraising for this golf outing. Uh, normally that would be right before graduation in June, but again, during the, the pandemic, we just, uh, and the quarantine phase, we just had a hard time organizing and putting together a, a realistic plan. So, um, you know, uh, I and, and, and Tim White kind of are taking the lead on, on organizing the, the foursomes and, and the fundraising and the whole sponsorships and things like that. So, uh, yeah, two great ways to support Beaver Dam football um, from top to bottom, you know, not just the high school program. And we're certainly uh, so appreciative that, that we're in such a tight-knit community that, that supports its sport programs. Uh, and we can't say enough about about the people that show up, um, you know, and 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 
show their support for uh, for our athletic programs uh, via financial contributions. So those are two opportunities coming up, and and uh, there might even be more. Uh, we're trying to organize some things with our youth program and our middle school program. Uh, but again, uh, the two big ones right now are the coupon booklets coming out, and then uh, and then the Beaverdam Flat Tail Golf Outing. All right, Beaverdam football coach Brock Lindy, I appreciate you giving us some time. And again, I truly enjoyed watching your, your team practice uh, on Thursday night when I was out there. A lot of teaching going on. You can see the passion that your coaches have uh, to teach a game of football and wanting kids to, uh, to, to improve and get better. So thank you so much for the time. All right, thanks, Wade. Appreciate it. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Wisconsin high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Wisconsin high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. We're going to bring in Athletic Director Matt Kleinheins from Marshall High School, who's not, not only the Athletic Director, but the football coach, and we're going to talk a little bit about contact days and how you handle those in a little bit, Matt. But first of all, thanks for giving us some time in, in what is a unique time for you, isn't it? Oh, it's unique, all right. I think we're just kind of living almost day by day, week by week. So can you kind of talk about, obviously, Athletic Directors are used to kind of crazy springs with uh, you know weather and such preventing kids from getting into competition, but what has it been like since, what, that that second week of March for your job heading into now, I guess, mid, mid, mid July. Yeah, just, it's just so many unknowns. You know, I, I think if we, once we got the spring semester uh, kind of wrapped up, you know, as far as when we knew we weren't going to be, you know, playing or coming back, we were able to just kind of really focus on that schedule for the next spring and, and uh, you know, just basically rolled everything over. And then once you kind of got settled with that, you know, then we had to start talking, you know, other school things like graduation and scholarship nights and things like that. Um, and then that piggybacked into, okay, now what are we doing with summer contact? What, you know, now we're on to what are we going to do with fall sports? So, um, you know, just when you kind of think you're starting to get ahead, something new comes up. You know, and it really does change from day to day because I remember, uh, you know, taking part in a survey in late March and, and people had asked, you know, when do you think things are going to start getting back to normal? Most people thought it would be like May, end of May, at the latest early June. And here we are uh, sitting in mid-July when I don't think anybody really thought, or at least at least I didn't, and people I talked to thinking in, in mid-March that we were going to be talking about are we going to or not going to have high school sports seasons. Yeah, I, I... I got to admit, I didn't foresee it uh, continuing on this long. Um, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad for our kids that it's, that it's gone on this long. It's sad for society, you know, that it's gone on this long. I'm, I'm hopeful we can get ahead of it here soon. I think everybody's just kind of hoping uh, they can find this vaccine and, and get it distributed. And, and, you know, it was almost like a bad dream we all went through. No, Matt, wearing your athletic director's hat, just what have the discussions been? I know because everybody's wondering, you know, you have contact days going on. Yours are going to be starting up on, on Monday, but other teams have had them. 
I know I've talked to a few coaches in the area, and their school districts have canceled their contact days. But but actually, football starts in a couple weeks, and then you get the other uh, fall sports uh, starting up as well. Just from your perspective and people you've talked to, where are we at right now? <laughs> That's the million-dollar yes. question. It, it, you know, it depends on who you talk to. Um, uh, it, it's so variant, just even where we sit here on the eastern half of Dane County, um, you know, it's all over the map. You know, you've got the kind of Madison suburban schools that are shut down pretty much till August 1st. You've got schools that are eight miles down the road that are wide open for business. And, um, you know, just even in our little pocket here, it's, it's just so variant. And, you know, I, I talked to a lot of ADs throughout, you know, different pockets of the state, and they're seeing the same things even in their different pockets. Um, that, you know, schools just down the road are wide open and other schools down the road are completely shut down. So um, I think everyone's kind of wanting some guidance from, you know, more powers that be. But at the same time, I, I don't at all fault the WIAA for not necessarily rendering a decision because, um, as they put out last week, you, you've got 10 counties in the state that have single-digit cases. Um, should those counties really be treated the same as, you know, the counties that have, you know, thousands and thousands of cases. So, um, you know, they, they've left it up to local control, uh, which, which I don't have a problem with, but I think even just local leaders are struggling uh, what to do with county ordinances and, and what's best for their communities and their populations. It's just, there's just no roadmap, and I think everybody's kind of got their hands up in the air going, what should we do next? You know, that's one of those things. I was up uh, over the 4th of July up up north of Highway 29, and you're right up there. There's a totally different mindset. Ran into a guy that I kind of knew that coached, and he's like, you know, there's a lot of cases kind of in you know in Dane County and southeastern Wisconsin and such because up here, you know, we're basically living life like like it. You know, obviously still social distancing and following kind of those norms, but he goes, we're kind of living life with not a lot of cases. And he was trying to plead the case of you can't cancel our seasons if if we have you know if the virus is uh is not as, is, I guess, exploding as in, as in other parts of the state. Yeah, and I, and I think the other thing, too, that is the biggest question mark that we've run into is, you know, if we do go ahead with, what, with, with some type of season or what it, whatever that looks like, you know, what do we do if a kid tests positive? Like, are we shut down for 14 days? Is our past opponent then shut down? You know, how, how does that all look? Do, does the entire team have to get tested uh, in order for us to be back to return to play. It's just, it's just so many unknowns with so little, little roadmap. Um, it, it, it's just tough. Hey, Matt, and then, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're, you're still in Dane County, but there are, and obviously you get teams like Wanakee who've already announced that they are going to cancel their non-conference games football-wise to start. And obviously that has a ripple effect in other schools, doesn't it? Because if you're in a district, maybe that, that has decided that not already they're going to make decisions, uh, it kind of leaves the other schools, like for them, Middleton and, and I believe it's Reedsburg, kind of hanging looking for games if, if they think they want to play. Yeah, it, it, that's a, the Badger Conference is, is, is very interesting in that they span over, the, over four counties. Um, you know, and I, I think the Dane County schools will certainly be a little bit strapped, but, you know, you look at Reedsburg, they're just down the, the road from Wisconsin Dells, and, you know, Wisconsin Dells is open for business. So, um, you know, I can see Reedsburg being like, well, we're not canceling any games. You know, we're, we're, everything else is open up here. So, and, and I'm not speaking for Reedsburg because I don't know, but um, it, it's just that, that's going to be one of the tricky parts about this is, 
the conferences spanning over different counties. That's certainly a boat that we're in with our new football conference. Um, you know, we're in Dane County. I believe we're the only Dane County school. Cambridge sits right on the Dane Jefferson line, but technically their high school is in Jefferson County. But none of the other schools in our in our new football conference are in Dane County. I, you know, I've I've mused with our coaching staff that there's a possibility if we play this season, we could have to play seven or nine road games potentially because we might not be able to host a game in Dane County. It's just so many unknowns right now. Matt, uh, there was a report. I think Travis Wilson had a story up at WISSports.net earlier this week that South uh, is it Southwestern Wisconsin that there's a proposal to a flip maybe the fall sports and have those move to the spring and hope things clear up a little bit and then push the spring sports into the summer. I mean, what have you heard about that, and uh, do you think there's much merit to it? Yeah, that's out of CESA 3, which is the southwest um, corner of the state. Um, it is starting to gain some momentum. Um, I'm, I'm starting to hear about it more and more often. I actually heard about it uh, late last week and kind of read it over. I'm like, this is, this is not, a, not a bad idea. Um, you know, I, I don't really know all the logistics that would have to go into that from, you know, moving state tournaments or things like that. Um, you know, and, and quite frankly, Wade, at this point, I, I think people would be willing to potentially forego state tournament play just to be able to play some games, even if it's just conference games. So um, I, I thought the proposal had some pretty good merit. Um, it, you know, it would keep winter sports where it is. And if there had to be a delay in winter sports, they would wait until like January 4th of 2021 to get it going. Um, again, I haven't, I haven't dug into all the logistics of it, but it certainly seems to be gaining some momentum. I know the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association uh, actually sent that proposal out today. Uh, they sent it out with the tag that they're not necessarily endorsing this, but wanted uh, the coaches' uh, members to know that it is out there. So, uh, like I said, it's starting to gain a little bit of momentum. It'll be curious to see um, if the WIAA or any districts kind of take some action on that proposal. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the tournament series because obviously most of the tournaments that, that run in the state of Wisconsin funnel through Madison or, or the Milwaukee area. So if, if they're not open for business, you kind of have to look, look other routes. But you're right, uh, uh, just regular season right now is what, was what a lot of people are are kind of looking for as an athletic director. Do you think that can be done, though, if, if you get more specifics, that you would be able to do a lot of shape-shifting here with, with, with traditional high school sports? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is getting everyone on board with it. If you can get, you know, a majority of the schools to agree to do that, we'll all be in the same boat. Um, you know, weather could be a little bit interesting in the spring. You know, I think from our from our aspect, you know, the ground's, you know, frozen in, in March yet, and hopefully towards the end it would be, unfrozen enough to get outside and do some football. I think cross-country meets would probably have to wait a little bit until into April. Um, uh, you know, volleyball, they're in the gym, so so that would be feasible. Soccer would be in a similar boat as football, but um, I, I certainly think it would be feasible. I don't know if the spring sports coaches would would feel a little bit slighted, but I, I guess I'm just hopeful at this point uh, everyone would be willing to, to, you know, have a slice of humility to do what we can that's best for the kids and get these kids the opportunity to play. Matt, are there, like, when it comes to football, obviously you're supposed to start the first couple days in August and then you have other sports later. Are there certain dates before, like, say, August 3rd or 4th that, that decisions have to be made for football and then other sports a few weeks later before you say, hey, we're pushing these back or we're not having them? I mean, I mean, what's the time frame to, to, to make a decision like that just so people are ready and kind of can get a plan going either way? Yeah, that's another one of those, you know, big kind of, you know, looming questions. I, I've been telling our coaches, you, you need to plan like you're going to start on the day that you're going to start. And you need to plan like you normally would, uh, but you have to be flexible enough 
to adjust back or to tone down or to revamp or to uh, bring kids in in smaller groups. You're, you're going to have to be flexible. And quite frankly, uh, that announcement could come as soon as a couple days before practice because um, as we've seen, these things can just change so quickly, um, you know, with, with dif- different scalings backs and things like that. Matt, you know, a lot of people talk, you know, I have kids that aren't in the high school level now, but, but boy, you know, you talk about the importance of athletics a lot that, that, that merge with, with the educational experience. Obviously we need to do everything we can to try to find a way to do things safely. Cause my kids, you know, are missing the plays they're missing. You know, we're looking at soccer season, maybe being canceled for my, my 11 year olds, you know, they already lost out on, on a, a spring sports season. So, you know, that, that does play a big role on young kids uh, kind of getting out of their norm and, and not doing things they're expecting to do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what kind of ripple effect this all has down the road on, on you know, kids and adults even too, you know, and I, and I probably haven't done a good enough job in, in, all, in this interview of highlighting, you know, the safety piece of it. That, that has to be at the forefront of what we do. Can, can we do sports safely? Can we sanitize? What, what measures can we put in place in order to be able to do these things safely and, and not spread this? Uh, this virus. And, uh, you know, I, I found uh, Tim McGuire's study uh, very interesting. You know, the WIA had released the study that Tim McGuire did um, with spring sports athletes throughout the state. I think he had close to 4,000 high school student athletes participate in it. And he found a very uh, high rate of kids that are, you know, possibly suffering some mental health anguish because of this. Um, and so that's kind of a, a concerning piece of this, too. Obviously, we don't want to be spreading the virus from a physical health standpoint, but what kind of mental toll is this taking on our kids and our communities? So, um, you know, that's kind of just another layer and another piece to this. Well, Coach, I was going to transition to some of the safety measures as they take off your athletic director hat and go to the football hat. You have uh, contact days starting scheduled for this upcoming Monday. Obviously, not as much contact as you usually would have, and, and you have to follow a lot of safety guidelines, especially you know with, with things being rolled, I guess, pulled tighter to the vest in Dane County. Just uh, uh, what do you envision, what do you anticipate having uh, for Marshall contact days uh, coming up next week? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of individual work, a lot of footwork. Um, you know, we'll be able to do some stuff on bags and things like that, but there'll be a lot of sanitation going on uh, in, in between, you know, drills and things like that. Our, our coaches will be, will be masked. They will be prepared to spray, um, you know, bags, balls, whatever we need to do. We'll keep the kids spread out uh, as much as possible, certainly during stretching. Um, you know, we're not going to be going through a lot of team offense or things like that. We may be able to go through some formations and, uh, stuff like that, you know, but uh, we have to adapt, you know, and, and I think it's important just for our kids to get a ball in their hands. I think it's important for our kids to see our faces and to see their teammates' faces. Um, you know, we're not going to we're not gonna go super hard that if a kid wants to wear a mask, they certainly can. We're going to go smaller groups, um, all of those things, you know, all, all the things that everyone else has been doing. You know, currently our basketball and volleyball teams uh, have been able to participate in open gyms, but they have to be masked. They're inside. We're in Dane County. Um, and, and I think the kids weren't thrilled about that, but everyone's been trying to do their part, and I think that's important. And um, so far, so good with that, and, and hopefully we can keep that going with our contact days next week as well. You know, that's one of the hardest things when it comes to football as well, Coach, is that, you know, you still have these these rules in place for contact days. Well, the season's supposed to start, I guess, with practices in a couple of weeks, and, and you kind of look at it, and you're like, how are these guidelines going to be changed between, you know, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, you know, in early August when you're supposed to actually get out there for real yeah and i and i'll be honest with you i don't think in dane county they are going to change i I think we're going to be stuck 
uh, in this pattern that we're in uh, probably until in, in into at least mid-August. So then, you know, we have to look at as a district, okay, you know, what what's safe for our kids? What's safe for our family? What's safe for our community? Is it productive for us to go out and try and practice and be ready, you know, for a scrimmage in the middle of August or those first couple of games? Uh, you know, those are things we're going to have to gauge, and, and I don't see, I don't think we can make decisions that far in advance at this point. I, I think those are decisions that might have to be made, you know, right up until the bell. Uh, and we just have to be flexible with it. And obviously each sport is different. And is that the case from what you're understanding? I guess we're putting your athletic director hat back on is, will they make, can, it, can they make decisions for individual sports? Like say, if they say football, soccer, maybe there's too much close contact there, but then you have cross country or tennis where maybe you don't have as much contact. Could, could decisions be made district to district or conference wide? Maybe these sports are good to go. Other sports are not. You certainly can. I, I think you probably open yourself up to um, some public criticism if you start doing that. But I think if you look at it on the surface, if you're comparing, you know, a volleyball or a cross country to a football, uh, you know, it doesn't take a, a super intelligent person to realize that, those two are probably a little bit safer than football. Um, so, again, I, I guess kind of the easy and safe way out is to make more of a blanket decision, um, but a case could be made for individualizing it by sport as well. Now, obviously we talked a little bit about football and sanitizing, but does each sport, I know I, I read some of the uh, guidelines that were, were released earlier, but each sport kind of has their own set of rules that they need to follow, at least right now, when it comes to uh, getting out on the field and competing safely and, uh, and as healthy as possible? Yeah, and, and I think the important thing for people to remember, too, is anything that has been sent to the schools has been just that. It's been a guideline. Uh, it's not a mandate. It's not a rule. Uh, they are guidelines. And so each district has the ability to adapt those guidelines as to what they feel is best going to suit their needs. And I, every district that I've uh, spoken to and seen their materials, including ours, you know, we've taken what's been listed as a guideline and adapted it to how it will work well for us and what we can do and what we can provide um, and go from there. So, you know, I think sometimes people get hung up when the WI releases something. Oh, did you see the new rules from the WI? No, they're not rules. They're guidelines. They're suggestions. They're ways that you can do things safe. You can take those and then kind of, you know, mold them to be what's good for your district. Coach, I'm going to talk strictly football right now for you. I know because you probably, I don't know how much football questions you've actually had so far this summer. Everybody's asking about face masks and hand sanitizer, but the Eastern Suburban Conference, along with Marshall now, uh, Cambridge, uh, looks like, uh, who else am I missing? Dodgeland, Marquezan. Palmyra Eagle, Partyville, Waterloo, and Clinton. Just uh, thoughts on on the shifting with with the, the, the new conference realignment where Marshall fits into the Eastern Suburban. I, you know, I I think it's going to be fun. I, it's going to be fun to play some new people. Um, we keep probably our two biggest rivalries, um, longstanding rivalries from you know way way back in the day, and and even obviously more short term with Waterloo and Cambridge, but. Um, we're looking forward to, to being able to compete against some new people. Um, you know, as, as, a, as a group, I really like all the coaches. Um, we had a couple of meetings uh, back, way, way back before any of the corona stuff started, and we were able to hammer out conference bylaws and all conference procedures and, you know, things like that. We hammered them out in no time because we kind of took uh, what we thought was really good from all three of our conferences, from the Rock Valley, from the capital and from the trailways and we were able to kind of mold it into a, a really good plan and 
really good all-conference selection process, and everybody was really good about it and uh, very flexible. So I, I really like the group of coaches. I, I think it's going to be fun just to get to play some new people. Well, I always like this question when you got new conferences, forming coach, just how do you come up with the Eastern Suburban Conference name? That was actually my idea. So, nice. uh, uh, yeah, so back in the day, uh, you know, I graduated from Deerfield, and way, way back, uh, that was the conference, was the Eastern Suburban. It was Marshall and Waterloo and Cambridge and Deerfield and things like that. And um, so I brought it up. And, of course, Doug Miller's in the room, who was a WFCA uh, Hall of Famer. And right away, Doug's eyes lit up. He's like, absolutely, that's what we should go with. And everyone else was fine with it. So it actually worked out pretty good. No other suggestions? You just threw it out there and everybody said, yes, yes, sir? Well, I threw it out there. And when Doug Miller says, hey, I really like that, I think everybody just jumped on board. Hey, Coach, I was going to ask you about your squad this year because Travis Wilson, when he had his preseason rankings uh, you know, a month or so, a couple months ago, had Marshall listed as one of the teams to watch in D5. You excited you know, if you do get out on the field, uh, what, what, what your Cardinals are going to bring? I'm excited. I mean, we certainly got a lot of kids back. We've had a couple of small senior classes the last couple of years, so um, we, we've had a lot of kids that have seen a lot of field time. Um, but unfortunately with everything that's been going on, you know, we try and stay in contact with our kids, but I, I can't sit here and tell you every one of our kids has been working out as much as they should, or, you know, running and being in shape. I'll be curious to see how some of them come in, come in in shape. Uh, that's one of the reasons we want to get them in here next week is we just want to get them, you know, really starting to think that this may happen or may not happen, but, um, we want them to really start getting ready. And I, that's one of the things I have a concern about as a coach is with not being able to do a lot of summer work. We haven't been able to have our summer school uh, lifting program and conditioning and things like that. I am a little concerned about how the kids are going to come in and how we're going to adapt them to get them into game shape. Well, Coach, hopefully you can run them like dogs next week to get them into shape, and uh, and we have some sort of a season, and you can open up against Fall River Rio on August 21st. Yeah, it'll just be good to see the kids again. We just haven't had a lot of interaction, and I think the coaches and I hope the kids are looking forward to it. We'll get back to more of the coaches on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report in just a second. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show. Now I have a question for you. Is it time to get the carpets cleaned in your home, office, or apartment? If so, I strongly encourage you to contact Bruce at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Bruce from Flyway Carpet Cleaning is the only person ever to clean the carpets in my current home. He did a fantastic job at an affordable price. And I'm a strong believer in supporting those who give back to the communities that they serve as well. And Bruce and the staff at Flyway Carpet Cleaning are always supporters of our area youth as they compete in high school athletics, in school, or in extracurricular activities. I always see Bruce and Flyway carpet cleaning involved. Flyway Carpet Cleaning provides residential and commercial cleaning services all across South Central Wisconsin. Whether you need a small stain removed or your entire home or office cleaned, they have the experience and tools to complete the job on time and on budget, all with the personal attention that you deserve. Now, did you find water in your finished basement and need it out as soon as possible before any more damage is done? Flyway Carpet Cleaning is the place to call. They also offer emergency services in case life happens and you need your carpet cleaned as soon as possible. When it's time to get the carpets cleaned in your home, apartment, or office, you need to call Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Give Bruce a call at 920-885-6188. That's 920-885-6188. Or check out flywaycarpetcleaning.com. Flyway Carpet Cleaning, they don't cut corners, they clean them. That's going to do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate 
all of you finding the program and uh, listening to what we got going on. Hopefully we have a fall sports season. We can get the twice-a-week programs going sometime in mid-August, depending on what happens. But until then, we'll continue to drop bonus episodes when we see fit. We need to thank Bruce Kaufman again at Flyway Carpet Cleaning for helping make this possible. Check out Bruce at flywaycarpetcleaning.com. I like the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report on all your favorite podcasting sites so you never miss an episode, the one you like the best. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, it is all there. Follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. And also, you can check us out on Facebook just like South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. If you're a fan of high school baseball in the Badgerland Summer League that is going on now, I am also working for WBEV and DailyDodge.com and Beaver Dam. And if you head out to any Beaver Dam games in the next two weeks, make sure you stop up to the broadcast area and say hi because we are broadcasting those games on 1430 WBEV and also the live video stream at dailydodge.com. So until we cross paths, have yourself a great day, and thank you so much for listening to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.